the discussion board that's on the website is something that I used recently yeah. to say, hey, I, I'm trying to do this math and here's what I've done. What am I missing? Or where are the gaps in my logic? Um, so that's been a really great resource for that, just to have so many people thinking like that in one place that you can throw out the question, get some really thoughtful responses. It's our Strong Towns membership drive. To become a member of Strong Towns, go to strongtowns.org and sign up today. Erica, hi. How you doing? Hi, Chuck. Good. How are you doing? Good, good. Everything uh, going well down there in Texas today? <laughs> it is. It's, um, it's a little chilly. We had a bit of a, or I had a bit of a wardrobe shock this morning, waking up and realizing I didn't know where my winter coat was, but... Uh-huh. Um, yes, it's, it's a beautiful, cool day. You'll hear me not being very sympathetic. Uh, we just got six inches of snow. Right. And then, um, on Friday, the forecast is for below zero temperatures. So I'm assuming you're not oh, that cold. Gosh. No, uh, we're, we're in the low fifties today, but, uh, earlier in the week I was wearing shorts. Oh. So. <laughs> Texas is funny like that. Uh, well, I will be down there in about a week. And I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Now, you're the senior planner at the city of Hutto. Hutto lies yeah. just outside of Austin a ways. Tell, mm-hmm. us, uh, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about Hutto. Yeah, so Hutto is a community northeast of Austin. It grew pretty exponentially in the early 2000s just due to the convenient access to nearby jobs and availability of affordable single-family housing. Um, so the challenge there is that we have a lot of residents now, we're about 20,000 population, and residents in a community of that size have a level of expectation of commercial, uh, commercial and retail, also jobs and civic services and facilities that they expect at that population level. So uh, all those things are kind of playing catch-up to the residential developments that's there. Right. Not only is that a problem for, uh, you know, not meeting the residents' expectations of things in their community, but it also has the financial impact that we're really heavily reliant on property tax and that single-family housing. So um, that's that's kind of the main challenge there is just getting that to balance out for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. Now, I, I was uh, down in San Marcos. That's how you say. Uh-huh. That, that's where I was, right? It was San Marco. <laughs> Here I'm yes. like, I don't know the names of the places. No, I I was pretty sure that was it. Uh, great yeah. little town, and you came down there, and then after the next day, I had a little bit of time uh, before I had to to catch a plane, and you were able to give me a tour of Hutto. We walked around. Yeah, some we went of the, for a walk. Yeah, we did. We walked around some of the neighborhoods. You guys have a very interesting uh, kind of downtown. Uh, mm-hmm. as I say, you know, handful of blocks. What's the mm-hmm. what's the background of that, and what are some of the things you guys are are working on there? Yeah, so the downtown is comprised of the original city limits, and it was like that until you know the late '90s when subdivisions started kind of leapfrogging out from there. And now it's built out. I mean, if you see a before and after of then and today, um, it's it's really mind blowing. But that that downtown area has a little city center, a little main street area, and then out from there has some really nice historic residential homes. 
And uh, we have, you know, we recently hired a downtown manager who does a lot for the downtown, and it's nice to have someone really focusing their efforts there. Um, we also have the smart code adopted there, so new development is incur- or required to look similar in form to the old development, which is great because it's along a highway, so there are a lot of inquiries on doing kind of conventional suburban-style stuff, but because we have the smart code there, we can say, you know, you really need to build it up to the street, put the parking behind. Um, we also don't have parking minimums in downtown, which is a great thing to, to help that happen. Um, one recent success story for our downtown that is pulling building permits right now is a O'Reilly auto parts store that we got to meet the smart code. And it kind of proved to us that we we can hold on to our standards that we have in place and not give in. And if they want to be there badly enough, they will. So I'm really excited to have that O'Reilly building um, because as that use, you know, whatever the future use of that building is, it'll fit into downtown. Right, right. It's got that flexible design. I'm sitting here with my Hutto coaster, actually, uh, that you gave me. I I am. I have a Diet Mountain Dew on it. (laughs) Um, you, you, when I was there, I mean, it's clear, obviously, in Texas, you have, uh, throughout the entire state, you have uh, a, a huge amount of growth going on right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, a- almost all of it is auto-oriented, the kind of stuff that we've struggled with mm-hmm. here at, at Strong Towns from a financial standpoint, when we analyze it, you know, it has that uh, illusion of wealth today, uh, but, but the long-term cost. H- how is... How has Strong Towns kind of shaped your thinking and, and how has some of the stuff that we've done be able to help you in, in your position there in a fast-growing city in, in Texas? Yeah, so soon after you visited Hutto, we had Joe Minicozzi come to Austin. And on that trip, he wasn't able to come to Hutto, but he was able to do, we scheduled a webinar with him to get more information on doing the math and it was stuff that I had heard, but I wanted to share with a broader group of um, my coworkers. And so kind of getting that thinking in there, the value per acre analysis, and we I worked with our GIS analyst to put together a value per acre map on a parcel basis. And it was really cool to see that even our, our small downtown that had some vacant buildings, some commercial buildings that were transformed into residential um, when they weren't worth as much, um, but they're still vacant. They're still underutilized. The downtown still outperformed the stuff along the highway. Of course, the single-family neighborhoods that we have so much of. Um, it, it was just really cool and useful to use that map to put a number to the value of downtown and to just that type of development. So getting that thinking going has been a great start to putting these things in place. Um, Strong Towns, as far as resources, I mean, the discussion board that's on the website is something that I used recently yeah. to say, hey, I, I'm trying to do this math, and here's what I've done. What am I missing? Or where are the gaps in my logic? Um, so that's been a really great resource for that, just to have so many people thinking like that in one place that you can throw out the question get some really thoughtful responses. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. You know, you and I, I remember uh, the very first time I came and spoke in Austin. 
And mm-hmm. uh, my gosh, I mean, that must have been 2011 or 12. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, uh, after, after we were done, uh, I gave this presentation and uh, there was, you know, it wasn't like super well attended, but yeah. <laughs> not as well as next week's will be. No. Um, uh, but, you know, we had a, a couple dozen people there. And then afterwards, you and Jay Stallone and uh, one other gentleman, I don't remember his name, and I went out and, mm-hmm. and had a pizza. And mm-hmm. I just remember having a very nice conversation uh, about Texas and Austin and where you guys were going. Uh, mm-hmm. we're doing a follow-up now next week, the transportation, the next American city. We're doing a, a big workshop. Uh, there's a lot yeah. going on in central Texas, isn't there? Yes, there's a lot. We just had a big vote that I'm sure you've read some about, um, well, you got the, voting down the, the, the statewide. The yeah. Vehicle. Yeah. Well, you, oh, you had two, right? Stuff, yeah. You had the statewide one and then you had the local one. Why don't you explain those two, the difference between them? Well, the local one, um, was a road and rail bond proposition, and that was voted down, uh, I, I believe, 60-40 split. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was in Austin. Just It was, it's really interesting and complex, but basically there were kind of three sides to this, the way that I see it. There's transit advocates that are rail, no matter what, just get rail on the ground. Right. There are transit advocates that want better transit services, but aren't all for rail just for the sake of rail. It's about the system and improving transit overall. And then there are people that are just not for transit. They don't think it'll work in Texas and so on. So it was kind of this, um, you know, all those forces at work and that's how it turned out. Um, You know, the state one, I'm not, I'm not that familiar with. It had to do with transferring money from the state's rainy day fund to I believe the highway fund. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, it was it was I expanding. Yeah, it was expanding the state kind of slush fund for transportation, which is fascinating right. to me. You know, Texas uh, is, and and you can uh, chime in if you think I'm missing the boat here. But I mean, Texas is in general a fairly conservative place, and it's it's amazing right. to me to watch. Uh, you know, in in Austin, in Hutto. Uh, in places mm-hmm. a- around there, how prolific the transportation spending is uh, in a yes. place where, you know, you're generally fiscally pretty conservative. Yeah, and that's why I'm excited about the Strong Towns message being kind of expanded in Central Texas because you have this ability to form the message to that kind of, those ears and to make it speak to the people who, um who I guess that's it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's all about the numbers at the end of the day. Let let me ask you one mm-hmm. last thing. Um, you know, sure. we've uh, every now and then we get a job opening. Uh, a city up here needs a, a really bright young planner, uh, or you know, strong towns need some help with this or that. What, what are the odds mm-hmm. that we could get Erica Ragsdale to move to Central Minnesota? And uh, and work, <laughs> be part of the machine up here. Is that is that in the offing? Is there any? I mean, is there any chance? Is it there? It sounds it sounds wonderful. I wonder if I could work remotely, where my bones <laughs> were, were built for the climate. 
Uh, My wardrobe would need serious enhancing to live in Minnesota. Well, we can talk about that. Er Erica Regzo, senior planner in Hutto. Thanks so much for being a member. Thanks for helping us uh, share this message. and, And thanks for everything that you do to build strong towns. Thank you. It's an honor to be, um, on this call and I'm, I'm happy to do anything to help. All right. You take care. I'll see you next week. Okay. Thanks, Ted. Yep. We need your support here at Strong Towns. Become a member today by going to strongtowns.org.